catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Great Love Media. Today's episode of The Great Love Debate is brought to you by Great Love Media. Do you have a podcast yet, Great Love listeners? And I go around the country and people say, I'm going to start my podcast as soon as I finish my book, or I start, I'm going to do my podcast as soon as I get my website redone, or I'm going to do my podcast as soon as I finish my blog. Well, you're doing it all backwards. You need to have a podcast first foremost and forever because that's where we're going now great love media can make that dream a reality the award-winning team here which includes me the two-time emmy award-winning keiko and let us not forget sophie who does a lot of the nuts and bolts around here we have over two decades of experience helping literally thousands of people the famous and the not so famous find their voices hone their messages share their stories and reach their audience and that is what you need going into this new decade you need a podcast Give yourself the gift of podcasting. We are launching many, many new shows with some of the greatest voices and personalities in America and elsewhere. Divorce Dish with Robin Goldman. Flirt with Tony Blake. The Better You with Casey Maine. Strangers to Friends with Carlin Shaw. The Flossy Feed with Jessica Mansky, and a whole bunch more. If you own a podcast, you need. To, if you own a business. You need to have a podcast. Then you can own a podcast for your business. If you have a passion project, you need to have a podcast. If you have a Facebook page, you need to have a podcast. Great Love Media has a full suite of production, consulting, creative, and distribution services. Shoot me personally an email at brian at greatlovemedia.com, and we can get you started down the road to find your voice, your message, and your audience. Each the best together, even better. That is Great Love Media. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome to The Great Love Debate, the world's number one dating and relationship podcast since 2015. Uh, you get just me today because I wanted to do a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a ramble, a little bit of a deep dive on a thought that I had, and I'm going to try and uh, keep it along the lines of that old line about the perfect length of a woman's skirt. It should be long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to create interest. So stick with me on this. We are in that sort of special time of year as I record this, and that time of year is known as impeachment season, which is going to be followed by primary season, which is going to be followed by election season. So no matter when you listen to this, at the very end of 2019 or any time in 2020, it's challenging, and it's always challenging for me or anybody else to touch on a dicey topic, but that's what we do around here, and I'm pretty sure 
it's going to hold up as relevant no matter when you listen to this because I want to talk about something that every single one of us have and we just don't always acknowledge it or understand it or know how to use it and that is perspective. Uh, I want to talk about perspective and because I wanted to give my perspective on perspective, it's just me today, it's my perspective, but hopefully my perspective on perspective will help you change or at least recognize your perspective. Uh, And as I record this, I am outside, I am at the beach, it is totally sunny, and it is absolutely fucking freezing. So if I took a picture of this and posted it on social media, your perspective would be, well, that lucky bastard, that looks so nice. But if you were sitting right next to me, you would say, what are we doing out here? Can we go inside somewhere? That's perspective. It's about how you're interpreting the information, the data, and the message that the other person is bringing across. And I'm always amazed at how two people or five people, or millions of people can accept the same information, process the same data, witness the same events, share the same experiences, and come out of it with two completely different viewpoints, while simultaneously dismissing the viewpoint or the perspective of anyone else. This is how I saw it. This is how I felt it. This is how I lived it. And yes, every experience is unique, and every interpretation is personal, and that's not what I take issue with. I take issue with the issue that people fail to not only see an alternative possibility or an alternate reality, but they don't acknowledge that it could even exist. My friend uh, Emily Morse, she hosts the very, very popular Sex with Emily podcast. You've heard her on here. You've heard me on there. She ends every episode with the tagline, was it good for you? Which obviously has some sexual entendre to it, but she also knows that she is tackling tough topics with unique and deeply personal viewpoints, and sometimes not everything is for everybody, and I love that. She will take it on and say, this is my perspective, this is a perspective, let me know about your perspective, and that's a lot of what we do around here at The Great Love Debate. We are tackling uh, some of the, sometimes the most personal and polarizing of topics, and we can't be afraid to do that because we realize that not everybody's on the same page, and not everybody knows how to turn the page, and not everybody likes to see both sides of the page. So not to get political on here, although I love to get political on here, uh, former Speaker of the House, Tip O'Neill. For you kids out there, do you remember Tip O'Neill? He coined the phrase, or he at least made it popular, that all politics is local. Uh, and the English major in me always wanted to say, isn't it all politics are local? But no, that's not right. It's that politics are singular. They are personal. And local is close to you, which means it is in you. It is about feelings and thoughts and policies and philosophy and everything else. And why is politics creeping into a podcast about love and dating and relationships? And why is it woven into a discussion about perspective? Because I think it's not only trickled into how we date, it's now deeply embedded in how we feel and how we interpret and process and ultimately love. So people dismiss or disparage all the time, wherever we go, somebody who voted for Donald Trump or supports Donald Trump or will vote again for for Donald Trump. People dismiss it or they disparage somebody who voted for Hillary Clinton or who supports Bernie Sanders or who liked Nancy Pelosi, who, sidebar, politics aside, I think she looks absolutely fantastic these days. Whoever does Nancy Pelosi's styling and facial work, props to you, huge praise to you. 
I notice. Second sidebar, whether you like Nancy Pelosi or not, it takes a huge amount of balls to command a, a room of mostly alpha, very difficult men and personalities in the way that she does. I don't care what you think about her politically. That is no picnic, that job. And uh, she's at the very least in charge. And you might not agree with that. So you see what I did there? I started to talk about different politicians and different views, and it sort of skewed into this tangent on how Nancy Pelosi is kind of hot at 80. I'm gonna Maybe kind of hot's a stretch, but she is what she is at 80, and how she operates as a speaker, which are personal opinions in a general conversation about balance and perspective. And I acknowledge that you might not agree with me, and that is your perspective, and that is your right, and I accept that, and I can see your side without necessarily agreeing with it. And we too often fail to do that. We too often fail to do that in conversations, and in society, and in relationships, or, which has happened in the last couple years, on dates. People go into dates now with a perspective, and if the other person's perspective is not closely aligned with theirs, it's check please, it's call my Uber, it's I don't want to see this person again. And I think that's a mistake because we all have different perspectives no matter what we're doing and no matter what we're talking about, no matter what we've experienced. So that our failure now to sort of recognize and respect perspective is really a challenge and is part of why I want to talk about this here today. So if you go ask 10 couples how they met, but you ask them separately, you ask the man and you ask the woman, or if it's an LGBT couple, you ask one and you ask the other, you would be amazed at how the details different and differ and how greatly the facts don't quite match up because the facts don't matter that much and the details fade with time and sometimes even the feelings are a little bit of revisionist history. So the perspective is different, even if the outcome is similar. Where did we start or how do we got to this point? Two people can weave completely different stories of how that happened. But what is and what is important to one person might be completely irrelevant to another person. But the thing that was important is is the other person. It doesn't matter all that other stuff is that person is beside me now. And so sometimes we get caught up in the details and sometimes we get caught up in the memories and sometimes we get caught up even in the facts. And the the only thing that really matters is this person is here now with me. And that's a good thing. The other person is the good thing. I once dated a girl for years, years. And after a few years, somebody asked us how we met. And uh, she would tell a story. I never really paid attention to the story of, uh, of how we met, but she would, you know, sort of go on and we met. But one time I overheard her tell the story and it, it was the most bizarre thing for me. So she told this long, detailed story about how much I appreciated her fabulous hair, which she absolutely loved and obsessed with. And yeah, it was nice hair, but she was really, really over the top with her love for her own hair. So she told the story about how she noticed me noticing her, and then I crossed the room just to touch it without ever having previously known her. So two things on that. A guy crossing a room to touch your hair could be seen at worst creepy and at best intrusive. But secondly, and more importantly, I remember meeting her and striking up a conversation with her, and she had a piece of lint or something in her hair, and I simply removed it. So I thought we met over this casual conversation, and she thought we met because I was a fine hair aficionado. And we dated for years before these accounts even came up, and then when it did come up, I was like, wait, what? 
And then once she realized it wasn't really about her hair and I realized she really was that much about her hair, that was sort of uh, the beginning of the end. But that was two people in a relationship going well and then perspective of how we got to this point somehow became relevant and changed things. It was very bizarre. That also happens with breakups. And it's not just about the end or, or, but what spirals towards the end? What causes the end? So whether it's people who went out six times or people who were married for six years, you will never get the same story. You will not only never get the same facts or the same details or the same perspective or the same emotions, you wouldn't even know it was the same people if they both gave their statements in a deposition. If they sat down and they gave deposition, here was our relationship, here's how we broke up, you wouldn't recognize that this was the same couple they were talking about. We process things differently. We feel things differently. We react to things differently. We internalize things differently. But you got to take a moment and think about not only how the other person feels or what they feel, but why they feel that way. And it's rarely about she is crazy and he is a narcissist and this happened or that happened. It's just about how we individually process data. We are all different. We all do have different perspectives, and that's a good thing. And I don't know why we always think that's such a bad thing or a threatening thing. Even when people disagree with you, which is you know, a lot of politics and social media uh, diatribe these days, I don't know why we always think that's a bad thing or a threatening thing. Even when people disagree with you, it's not always that they want to be right. It's that they want to be heard. This is the way I feel in a moment or in a scenario or in a relationship or in a lifetime. And that can be about anything. And those things can change because of different points of life, at different points you are in your life. Things that matter change. Plenty of you millennials out there who can't even fathom how anybody could be a Republican will be a Republican in the next 15 years. You will. I hate to tell you that you're going to end up a Republican somehow in the next 15 years. Lots and lots of you. And plenty of you Republicans who can't stand Democrats. Well, lots of you either were Democrats back in your youth or absolutely would be if you had to do it all over again, if you were young again, or even if you got a second chance at it again. Everybody has a conservative bone. Everybody has a liberal bone. Everyone has certain rings on their tree. And people don't like to hear that because they hate being painted with a certain brush, but they love painting others with the same brush. And uh, we've had people on the podcast and who come to our live shows who say that one of the top three things that they look for in a person is how they vote, which is utter nonsense because it's not. They just want to pretend that it is because that's where we are now as a society. That's where we've gotten to as a country. How somebody votes is one of 10,000 characteristics about a person that you may not be aligned on or that you may not share, but it's just one characteristic. So some of you are going to say, well, that characteristic means about 20 other things about them. Well, still, that is 20 out of thousands and thousands of things. And some of those things depend on the circumstances. And some of those things might change because all of us grow and learn and evolve and we, you know, sort of shape out our perspectives depending on the stimuli around us and pretending on and depending on where we are in our lives. And that can go for diet and lifestyle and bedtime and TV preferences and sports teams and everything else. It's just a personal perspective at a moment in time. You need to respect that. And you need to respect each other. People can disagree and be just fine. And people can agree and not be fine. 
All of this matters, and all of this needs to be evaluated when you talk about who you're with, who you want to be with, or who you might be with. And one thing that I absolutely believe and have said, and people freak out when I say it because religion is always such a third-rail issue with this, I think everybody is actually agnostic and everybody just won't admit it. And people get so mad about that. They go, no, I'm not. I believe this. I believe that. I know it to be true. I have hope and I have faith. And I say, you believe it, but you don't know it. You're pretty sure or you hope it's true or you have faith in this. And they say, no, but I do know it. Well, that's your perspective. And that perspective is based on family influence and societal norms and habits and routines and rituals and in God we trust on the money and all the other stuff. But nobody really knows. Nobody, regardless of your religion. So if you aren't sure, not only should you not be set that you are so right, you shouldn't be so sure that the other person is wrong. And I don't, that's why I never understand when people either evaluate somebody over their beliefs or their religion or their faith or their degree of faith, even if it's the same faith or the same religion. Almost every war in the history of civilization has been fought over difference in religion, which is really nothing more than a difference in belief, which is really no more than differences in perspective. So when people say Trump followers are just like Hitler followers, well, maybe you can make that comparison, but can't you also make that comparison by saying Trump followers are a lot like the Pope's followers, or a lot like Joel Osteen's followers, or a lot like Tony Robbins' followers, or a lot like Kim Kardashian's followers, or anything else you can think of? And don't pull quote me and say Brian compared the Pope to Hitler. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people believing what they believe isn't necessarily rooted in their core or in their heart or even in their brain. It's just oftentimes just rooted in perspective, in a time, and a place, and a feeling in their lives. I mean, seriously, if you're a Catholic who won't date somebody who's Jewish or Baptist or Episcopalian or atheist or whatever, why? Because you, for a few hours each week, maybe your routines are different. And don't give me the we have different values, because you don't. Almost every religion and almost every person shares exactly the same values. You want to date or marry someone who shares the same perspective on your traditions and superstitions because you perceive it to be convenient. But you know deep down it's no more than that. It's just a religious perspective rooted in a personal preference. And that's why I want to talk about perspective today, because you're really saying, I need somebody to look at through the same glass as me and see the same thing as me. And I don't know why that matters. And I don't know why that makes sense at all. If you landed on this planet and somebody gave you uh, 3,000 pamphlets, and each one of those pamphlets represented one of the 3,000 or so religions, everything from Mormon to Muslim to Scientology to Greek mythology, and you had a pamphlet on every one, they would all seem equally plausible and they would all seem equally insane. <laughs> and you, and you wouldn't, you know, what you liked or you wouldn't choose what you liked now or what you didn't or what was good or what was bad or anything else. It's only that you're shaped by community and family and familiarity that you're like, this is the one. This is the right one. This is the only one. But we never get that opportunity to form that perspective because others, people's perspective is foisted on us from a very early age. And so people may get closer or further from their faith, the rituals from 
Easter Sunday to Yom Kippur to Ramadan. These are all sort of societal things and routines that make people feel comfortable. You know, uh, we just passed the holidays. People like the comfort and routine and the feeling of the holidays. It's not really about the religious aspects of it. No matter how every once in a while we tend to remind ourselves that it is, it's about your perspective that this is what I like. And that's totally fine. But you have to respect and recognize that it's not what everybody likes. And when somebody else isn't a part of those things, you are comfortable with it and them... You know, you're uncomfortable with them because they're not a part of it. And as a result, you want, you know, as a result of that, you fail to see their perspective. You just think they're different and different isn't what I want. We are afraid of different. We don't like different. I want the same. I want somebody like me. But that doesn't work most of the time. That is rarely a recipe for success. And you won't necessarily... um, Be in constant conflict or on a date or in relationship or in life if you don't share the same viewpoint on one or 10 or a thousand out of 10,000 things. Ultimately, those things rarely, rarely matter. What matters more is the ability to see somebody else's perspective, to recognize somebody else's perspective, and most importantly, to respect somebody else's perspective. Uh, And all of this stuff, all of this little ramble here and me bringing in the religion and the politics and all these other things that really get people fired up, I think this will help. It should help in your relationship from from first date to will you marry me to death do us part. What do they think? Why do they think it? What do they feel? How can I see different perspectives without losing sight of the greater goals and the greater good? You know, we are at this sort of point right now that we are right, wrong, yes, no, black, white in our society. And it makes no sense because we have more of an ability to share information and experiences and, yes, perspective than at any time in our history. But rather than evolve, we just get deeper and more deeply set in our ways. And, uh, you know, the more people appear different or believe different, the more we want to align with those who, at least on the surface, seem the same. And the ironic thing of that is differences in skin color, for the most part, at least in America, have dissolved on a lot of levels. And they've been replaced by differences in opinion. And I think that's so bizarre. And everybody's sort of standing their ground and is set in their ways, and it makes it so hard to engage and to connect and even to react in a positive and constructive way towards another. So, you know, we're sort of creeping into a new year that's going to be filled with discord on a lot of fronts and a decade that's going to be filled with a lot of change and a lot of forks in the road. Uh, I don't want that discord to trickle into the dating or into your relationship or into your marriage because there's a lot of married people who listen to this show and uh, they think we forget about them. We don't because it's still generally two people, one-on-one, because it doesn't have anything to do with it. These things, these conversations, these discord, these diatribes, these these, uh, anger moments that we have, they don't have anything to do with your relationships. If politics comes up, agree to disagree. Whether that's just the two of you or that's around the dinner table with a whole bunch of people. I mean, we're in the debate business here at The Great Love Debate. And, you know, we debate some of the most personal and perilous topics out there. But I think that it's always fun and we're always sharing and we're always learning. And we are even, hopefully, uh, maybe not on this one, but we're mostly laughing. And, you know, people are... 
snowflakes. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, the way that's taken on in the last couple of years. I mean that in a good way, which means that no two people are the same. And because no two people are the same, you're not going to see things the same way. You don't live life the same way. You put a bunch of snowflakes together and you crush them together, they become a snowball. And a snowball, it fucking hurts. Like People throw snowballs at each other. They're a weapon. Stay a snowflake. Stay a little bit apart so you can see the other snowflakes and you can look at them and you could say, wow, you could admire the qualities in them and you could admire the beauty and the uniqueness and even the fragility of the other snowflakes because I'm guilty as this as, as anybody else. Uh, I don't think I sometimes recognize the fragility of the people around me or the people in my lives. And sometimes I say things that are challenging and I, sometimes I do things that, that hurt. And, uh, you know, it's fine to be different because we are all different. And, you know, if you want to be different, and a lot of you do say, well, I'm unique and I'm like this and nobody's like me. Well, the first thing you have to do is acknowledge that the other person's different too. And that person's different too. So hug a, de- hug a Republican, hug a Democrat. And so here's the thing, the one thing that stands out that I want everybody to do in the new year and in the new decade and moving forward. At some point in 2020, you need to do the research and you do have the time and you do have the resources. I want you to do three things that are all sort of uh, branch off of this one thing, but they're all sort of related. Uh, first of all, I want you to go to a religious service that you have never been to before. Yes, even you atheists, okay? Just sit in a temple or a church or a mosque or whatever where you are not part of the normal denomination. And I guarantee if you do that, you will think this feels right. This feels normal. This feels just fine. And this feels really similar to a lot of other things that I feel and experience in my life. You will be surprised how much you will enjoy it and how much you will relate to it if you think it is something not like me. The second thing I want you to do is to go to a neighborhood or even a store or a restaurant where it is a language or a food that you have never tried and don't understand. And you don't even have to leave the country to do this. You can do this almost anywhere. You might have to drive 40 miles, but you can do this. There's a lot of diversity in this country, and there's a lot of diverse places. Sit down, try it, feel it, absorb it, listen to it, watch it. You will learn things about others, and you will learn you know, to start to shape what you thought you knew and what you thought you liked. And it will change everything about you. It is literally seeing perspective without being able to talk to it. It's about looking at other people's lives and how they experience it and how they live it and how they feel it and how they interact with each other. And again, you're going to be surprised at how much you feel in common with those people around you without the discord, without the paying attention to the differences. You're going to recognize the things that they do that are different, but mostly you're going to think they're a lot like me. So sit down and try that. But the last thing, and maybe the most relevant thing, if not the most important thing I want you to do, and some of you might think this is hard, but it really, really isn't. Uh, This November 2020, when it is time to vote, you're going to go into that... uh, that voting booth and that ballot and whatever, and you're going to have about 30 different offices and initiatives to pick from. 
Okay, it's probably about 30, 40 things every time you go in and vote, especially during a presidential year. Um, you're going to have some local stuff. You're going to have some national stuff. You're going to have some ballots. You're going to have some state stuff. You're going to have all, all these things. Probably about 30, 40 things on there. Most people don't pay any attention. They just choose either the column on the left or the column on the right uh, or the thing that seems to cost them the least amount of money. I want everybody to pick one thing from the other column, just one. Just one thing. Don't just vote everything and everyone on the left. Don't just pick everything and everyone on the right. You need to study up, look at the candidates, examine the issues, and I guarantee, I guarantee you will find something or someone that shares your perspective that isn't in the column you thought it would be, and it will shape your thinking, and it will shape your life in a different way. If you look at my voting record, I mean, it's a real hodgepodge. I never thought just because somebody uh, had an R or a D next to their name that, I, that it meant anything beyond having an R or a D next to their name. I think, you know, all people and all politicians have a lot of things in common and have a lot of things that you can align with and, and might be better for your uh, you know, go back to the all politics is local again. There may be somebody who you're voting for for Congress or voting for for Senate who may not uh, be aligned with what you think you're aligned with on a national scale. But when it comes time to get money and things done in your community, they might be a member of the opposite party. And you need to think about that. Reagan was a Democrat. Mr. The, the beacon of Republicanism. He was a Democrat for a long time. Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg, he was a Republican for a long time. Trump was a Democrat for a long time. You need to ignore the letters. You need to focus on the people. You need to focus on the issues. And what this whole thing is about is all of us, you, me, the politicians, the religious leaders, you need to po focus on perspective. When you look at everyone and everyone else's perspective, you're going to be surprised uh, and pleased at how wide your own perspective can become. And wouldn't you want a wider perspective? Doesn't that help? Doesn't it help to live your life taking in as much data and information and stimuli from either the people around you or most importantly, the people in front of you or next to you or with you? And uh, I just think that's a really, really important thing that we have lost sight of. Uh, and that's the point of perspective. Uh, and again, respect the perspective of everybody um that just because you disagree on one thing it is not fatal to your interaction with that person and is not the end of your relationship with that person and it shouldn't stand in the way of starting a relationship with another person uh please uh shoot me an email great love debate at gmail.com thoughts on any of this uh please review uh and subscribe this podcast Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods because that all means a lot in the podcasting ecosystem. And that's your perspective. I want to hear your perspective. A review is a perspective. It's sort of yelpification of our society, trip advisor of our society. Those are all perspectives. Sometimes those perspectives are just because you were mad the night before. So cool down, take a thought, and uh, and give me your thoughts. Go to our live tour schedule, greatlovedebate.com. We got upcoming shows in all kinds of places that are on sale now. Uh, Sarasota, Boca Raton, Boston, Massachusetts, New York, New York, San Diego, Singapore, Singapore. Is that what it is? Singapore, Singapore, Auckland, New Zealand, uh, and a whole bunch more. We're rolling it out, greatlovedebate.com. Uh, because as always, at The Great Love Debate, we never stop making love. See you next time. Woo! <laughs>
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh, oh.